This is the Practical Teaching Tips Podcast. I am your host, Richard James Rogers, high school science and chemistry teacher and author of the award-winning book, The Quick Guide to Classroom Management. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode on the Practical Teaching Tips podcast. I am your host, Richard James Rogers, and today I'm going to be exploring the three purposes of assessment, and that is AFL, AOL, and AAL. Now, what on earth do these acronyms mean, I hear you ask? We, we have so many of these acronyms in education, um, it seems as though we're going to choke on them sometimes. Well, AFL is assessment for learning, AOL is assessment of learning, and AAL is assessment as learning. And I do feel it is important to clarify these three purposes and modes of assessment. Now, why is it important? I think Firstly, it's important because a lot of teachers, especially those who've been in the profession a long time like I have, we tend to get carried on the uh, on the waves of um, the latest trends in CPD that come our way. For example, way back when I was in the UK um, in 2008 and 2009, uh, teaching at... Um, a secondary school there, AFL was was the big thing that everyone was talking about, assessment for learning, and we were told to put two stars and a wish on student work and not to put so many grades and to, to write comments instead of um, assigning numbers to, to a piece of work, giving it a mark out of 10, for example. Uh, and now, um, as I record this in 2023, the um, uh, the latest thing that everyone's talking about is assessment as learning. But actually, no mode of assessment is necessarily better than the other. It's just that they serve different purposes. So let's take a look at the three of them. We're going to start with assessment for learning. Now, what is this? Well, if you can imagine a classroom as a dynamic ecosystem where both teachers and students are the co-creators of knowledge, then that essentially is what AFL assessment for learning is. With AFL, assessments are viewed as tools, tools for understanding where the students are in their learning journey, identifying misconceptions, and then crucially tailoring instruction accordingly. So it's a very useful tool for the teacher because when you do these formative, and that's kind of a key word to remember, assessment for learning equals formative, formative assessments, which are used by the teacher to identify misconceptions, see where the students are at, identify gaps in knowledge and understanding and then tailor the instruction to um, 
to kind of um, solve those issues, I guess, would be the best way to phrase it. Um, this is something that I do a lot of. Um, I think most teachers do this um, all the time, perhaps not even knowing that it's it's called assessment for learning. But of course, when, when I would give um, a set of students a quick test or a quick quiz, or even a live quiz like a Blookit or a Kahoot or a Quizlet Live, it allows me to very quickly see where the misconceptions are, where the gaps in knowledge are. And then, of course, I can spend more time delivering that content, plugging those gaps, or even taking certain students aside and giving them some one-to-one some -one help. So AFL, Assessment for Learning, is all about ongoing formative assessments that provide real-time feedback to both teachers and students. It's not just about grades. It's about fostering a growth mindset, creating a supportive environment, crucially, where assessments and mistakes, actually, are seen as stepping stones to success, where mistakes are seen as stepping stones to success. Now, I always say to my students, and this is how AFL links to AAL, that in order to learn from your mistakes, you have to remember your mistakes. And I think all too often as teachers, we, we ram this message down our students' throats that you should use mistakes as a launch pad for learning new information. But we don't really teach our students how to actually do that. And I've certainly found in my life personally, through the many mistakes I've made in life, the only way that I can really learn from them is if I journal them, make a note of them and read that journal on a regular basis so that I remember those mistakes. And... Um, AAL, which is assessment as learning, is really where that um, journaling process comes in um, because assessment as learning um, is an approach that's all about empowering students to take an active role in their own learning process. It encourages self-reflection, goal setting, metacognition, which is um, another big buzzword we hear a lot about these days and really what assessment as learning does is it turns those unit tests those end of topic tests and those formative assessments the students are doing essentially all of the assessments the students are doing no matter how big or small are used as part of a journey of personal growth and this is why I believe learning journals Again, keyword comparison there. Think journals equals journey, learning journey, learning journals. Um, I think learning journals need to be used much, 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 much more, um, certainly in secondary school education. And it is quite frustrating as someone who is somewhat of an authority on this um, subject, who's been peddling the message for so many years, it really is frustrating to see that so many schools are still not um, just taking on journaling, um, active journaling as, as a great uh, methodology to, to help their students grow. 
And I really do think that we could really reach those what we call low ability learners, uh, those quiet students, those shy students, um, those learners who perhaps don't seem so engaged, those learners who progress so slowly. I really do feel we could reach them through the learning journal process. Um, so in the show notes to this podcast episode, you'll find a link to a blog post all about learning journals. Um, so do please read that. It's one of my most popular blog posts um, and it goes through the journaling process and I show you step by step how I do that with my students um, in my chemistry classes. And it, it doesn't have to be chemistry. It can be it can be applied to any subject area. Um, essentially, in an AAL environment, an assessment as learning environment, students are becoming partners in their own assessment process. They learn to monitor their progress. A big thing if you're into metacognition is self-regulation and self-regulation testing and, and constantly thinking about how I'm learning. And certainly AAL helps students to think about how they're thinking and to monitor their progress. It helps students to set goals now, the problem with setting goals, I find, as a teacher, is the students need to know what their own goals are, but for it to really be effective and it to be a really good partnership, the teacher also needs to know what the individual goals of each student, or what each student's goals are, I apologise. Um, now, that's quite a lot of information to digest and to absorb, um, but it can be done. And when it is done properly, it really can be used as a launch pad to push the students in the right direction, I guess is the way to say it. Um, for example, when I, when I know about a certain student's goals for the next half term, let's say, or the next semester, and I'll, I'll see that student walking along the corridor, I'll ask them, how are you progressing towards this goal? Uh, what have you done recently to um, to move forward um, on your second goal on your list? Um, and that really, those conversations are really a part of, I think, the assessment as learning journey, that pro, that, um, yeah, that assessment as learning journey and progress and, um, and that process is the word I was looking for. Um, and by engaging in regular self-assessment, students develop a deeper understanding of their learning styles. Oh no, taboo phrase, I'm so sorry about that. Did I just say learning styles? I can hear the, um, I can hear the kettles popping on the stoves in the UK right now, uh, boiling over with rage, I'm sure. Um, I'm so sorry, but just because some certain influential um, educationalists said that learning styles don't exist. I'm not buying it, I'm sorry. In fact, when you look at the literature of people like Dylan William, all they actually said was that there's not enough evidence to suggest the existence of learning styles. But as teachers, what we know from experience is different students do actually learn in different ways. And there are some students that you can only reach and you can only um, 
embed a concept when they do actually use their hands and do an experiment or build a model or something like that. So I think rather than saying learning styles, if that's such a taboo phrase these days, perhaps preferred learning methodologies is... Um, is the way forward with that because whether we like it or not students do have preferred learning methodologies now not every student may know what those are not by a long shot but certainly the assessment as learning process can help our students to reflect upon how they've revised for their tests how they've prepared for assessments and essentially what's working well for them in their learning process and what's not working so well and why it's not working so well. Often when I do the journaling process with students, um, the first things that come up are, I didn't revise for, or I forgot to revise this topic, or I didn't spend enough time revising for this topic. Now, in the, in the early stages, that's a good starting point but the next stage of that is to say, well, how could you have revised better? What methods could you have used to review this content? Um, why did you not spend enough time on this topic? Was it because you didn't have enough time or because your time wasn't organized enough? So it's, it's so important, I think, with the assessment as learning process to ensure, first of all, that there's journaling involved. Secondly, that the teacher is just as much involved in reviewing those journals as the students are involved in creating those learning journals. Thirdly, that any goals the students have are either written in that journal or they are articulated in some way that the teacher knows where to find them and can review them regularly. And finally, that there's regular conversations um, regarding a student's learning journey. This is why I think portfolios are just so brilliant um, for encouraging students to, first of all, collect evidence of achievement, but also to, along the way, kind of figure out what they want to do in life as well. Um, and I think it's such a shame that the the national record of achievement um, that we had in the UK. My, my UK friends will know about this. Um, I, I don't think it's a thing anymore. Maybe I'm wrong. I've been, I've been out of the UK for a long time. Um, but they were great because they, they really encouraged um, children like me when I was in school to, to just collect certificates and kind of build a, a living resume, a living CV, and that really helped me to think about where I wanted to go in life. Um, so that there needs to be more assessment as learning that takes place in schools. And I can understand why a lot of schools are not doing the process as thoroughly as, um, as perhaps they could, because it's a big process. It is a big process. It doesn't necessarily have to involve just the students and their subject teachers, I think. School counsellors can be involved, form tutors can be involved, heads of key stage, heads of phase can be involved. Um, but I do believe that the next big revolution in education would really happen if journaling uh, was a big part of the process. Um, I, I really, really do believe that. Um, so that's assessment as learning. 
Um, how about assessment of learning? What is that? Well, assessment of learning is often referred to as summative assessment. It's what most of us are familiar with. Um, the end of unit tests, final projects, um, or even standardised exams like GCSEs, A-levels, SATs, etc., IB diploma. Um, AOL is kind of like taking a snapshot of what students have learned over a specific period. Um, and then, of course, you as a teacher may use that to put the students in a different set. If they're setted by ability, um, you might use that to inform instruction for the following year. So you can even use assessment of learning as assessment for learning as well, which can lead to assessment as learning. So they, they can very much merge into each other. They're, they're not um, distinct categories as such. Um, one key comparison to make is that whilst assessment for learning informs our day-to-day -day teaching, and I do want to stress day-to-day -day teaching, Assessment of learning provides a comprehensive overview of student achievement and allows for accountability at a broader level. Um, I do believe that accountability for grades and assessments should be placed on the shoulders of the students more than it's placed on the shoulders of the teachers because in a world where everything is so dynamic and Lifelong learning is such an important part of uh, just existing as a human being these days. I think it is important that the message is sent to the students that they are responsible for their own learning and teachers are the facilitators of that. We can help with that, but essentially as students they are responsible for um, creating the best life they can for themselves through the learning process, through schooling, through education. Um, okay, another thing about AOL that I probably should mention is it helps us to evaluate the effectiveness of instructional strategies and the effectiveness of a particular curriculum as well. Um, oftentimes as teachers and experienced teachers will know this, when you're using standardized assessments, you'll have a scheme of work or a particular curriculum map that will lead up to this final assessment. Now, when students don't achieve so well on those assessments, or perhaps they achieve well in some areas or not others, that does offer an opportunity for departments and teams of teachers to take a look at their curriculum maps take a look at their schemes of work and figure out if things could be done in a better way. Maybe similar topics could be grouped together. Maybe topics in science could be aligned with topics in mathematics, which are aligned with topics in computer studies, for example. So summative assessments or assessment of learning, when done properly, um, and when there's follow-up investigation and conversation, um, around that really can be a very powerful tool for long-term um, growth and progress of a school or a department. So everybody, um, let's summarise them all, shall we? So remember, assessment of learning is all about ongoing formative assessments that provide real-time feedback 
to both students and teachers. AFL is not just about grades. It's about fostering a growth mindset and creating a supportive environment where mistakes are viewed as stepping stones to success. Um, AFL allows us as teachers through quizzes, discussions and other formative assessments to make timely instructional adjustments, ensuring that no student is left behind. How about AAL? What is the key thing about that? Well, in an AAL environment, students become partners in the assessment process. They learn to monitor their progress, set learning goals, and reflect on their strengths and areas for improvement. Students are engaged when they do AAL in regular self-assessment. Um, students develop a deeper understanding of their preferred learning methodologies and become lifelong learners who take ownership of their education. That's the dream of AAL anyway. And I personally believe that that dream um, is achieved and realized best through the journaling process, through learning journals. And finally, assessment of learning. What is that? Well, again, often referred to as summative assessment. It's the end of unit tests, the final projects or standardized exams. And AOL is kind of like taking a snapshot of what students have learned over a specific period. Um, AOL provides a comprehensive overview of student achievement and it allows for accountability at a broader level. It also allows us to evaluate the effectiveness of instructional strategies and the curriculum we've been following. Um, AOL provides very valuable insights into the strengths of a curriculum and any areas in a curriculum or scheme of work um, or syllabus perhaps that may need improvement. So everybody, I really do hope that that was an interesting um, and detailed overview of AFL, AAL and AOL. Assessment for learning, assessment as learning and assessment of learning. If you would like a really, really good book, this is a shameless plug, I know, but we've reached almost the end of the podcast, so I'm going to mention it. Um, if you'd like a great book to help you with your classroom management uh, in the secondary school, in the middle school, in the high school, um, then check out my award-winning, best-selling book for high school teachers called The Quick Guide to Classroom Management, 45 Secrets that all high school teachers need to know. And that's available at Walmart, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Abe Books, Book Depository, Blackwells, and everywhere, everywhere you get your books. Um, and also, please do check out my blog for teachers at richardjamesrogers.com. This is, um, once again, that's richardjamesrogers.com. On there, you will find hundreds and hundreds of blog posts and articles covering everything to do with teaching. Assessment, classroom management, behavior management, active engagement, and everything you can think of to do with practical teaching is over there at my blog. 
Once again, that's richardjamesrogers.com. If you have a topic request, if you have a question for me, um, if you need me to um, do a, a speaking event at your school or do some training, feel free to email me at info at richardjamesrogers.com. Once again, that's info at richardjamesrogers.com. And you'll find all of my contact details, my blog and my book um, in the show notes of this podcast episode. So thank you, everybody. Until next time, bye-bye for now.